This is, in so many words, the podcast, episode 7, for the week of August 21st, 2016. Hello, and welcome to another installment of, in so many words, the podcast, where we talk about life, universe, and everything else. In so many words. I'm Coleman Lucas, aka Chrono Lucas, coming at you from Chicago, somewhere about 45 minutes away from me. We have Jessica. Hello. And way over on the West Coast, we have Stephanie. In the hot, hot, wretched, awful desert. Scorpion infested. <laughs> Coyote heaven. Republican state. <laughs> Red state. Red is for Republican. Right? It is. And you don't know how bad I want to just throw away the signs when I see the Hillary signs. Make Arizona blue again. I'd rather keep it red. Thank you very much. Hillary. Actually, I wouldn't have it red or blue. Let's make it green. <laughs> I know, right? Everybody, let's go green. Jill Stein, Gary Oh Johnson. my god, you guys. Before we jump in, guess what I did last week? I what? finally became an Arizona resident. I am officially... Yeah, I waited a year until my driver's license expired on my birthday. And... um I had no choice but to get my Arizona driver's license, so now I'm official. It's officially official. I'm officially no That's longer awesome. a Chicagoan. Well, at heart, I guess. Unfortunately. Well, that's good. Also, in other news, uh, somebody just had a birthday. Yes. Uh, was it? Was it, it you? Uh, yeah, it was me. It my was, birthday uh, was on Friday. Yeah, what'd you do for your birthday? Uh, so I didn't really do anything spectacular this year well all week i've been working really hard so i've only been getting um two hours of sleep each night so by friday i was so tired i did not want to go anywhere i just wanted to stay home so i had my family come over and we finished three bottles of whiskey and sang karaoke and if you sucked and were booed you had to take a shot by the end of the night everyone was done (laughs) so yeah that was friday but it was fun and I was able to go to sleep right away, and it was nice. And then yesterday, um, my friend, she took me out with her boyfriend, and it was nice. And that's it. I watched movies, too. I saw, oh, I saw that Sausage Fest movie. Is it funny? It's funny to me, but do not take the kids. Oh, yeah. I think it's rated R There's a lot of cursing. Yeah. It's, I like it, though. It, It was funny. We went and saw Kubo and the Two Strings on friday and uh i didn't like it very much but really yeah man you know i don't like action movies i don't like action cartoon movies either <laughs> it was like uh, uh to me it was mulan-ish you know it was like yeah i love mulan I love Mulan too but i don't like when they try to do shit that's already been done i mean it was a little bit different it was just very uh, and my son was there, and my son was not being good at all. <laughs> so I didn't really get to pay attention much, but for the parts that I did, it was just... I like... If I'm going to go see a kid's movie, I like it to be funny. Um, and it was just, like, so action-packed. But she liked it, I guess. What is it called again? Kubo and the Two Strings? Is that what it's called, Coleman? 
Kubo and a Chibi. Yeah, it's like it looks. I mean, I know it was like one of those three D movies, but it looked like one of those uh, stop animation movies, like you know, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, mm, like that. Um, oh. kind of. It just wasn't as dark, like, like I feel like the <laughs> the Nightmare Before Christmas was all just like, you know, black and white and like just a lot of dark colors. This one was a little brighter. <laughs> It's that I'm sure there's a word for that. Did you guys like that movie? Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, it was awesome. The cool thing about that movie is that you could watch it for Halloween and Christmas and for Christmas. <laughs> like it's like at least two holidays throughout there. You can like look at it like just as one of those holiday. Or movies. for any holiday, really. You know, they go into that forest and they have like the Easter door, the Valentine's mm-hmm. Day door. <laughs> yeah. Awesome movie. That's cool. I thought you were going to the uh, casino for your birthday. Oh no! I ended up. So I had just assumed that's what you did. No, I was so tired. I was driving home from work because I did work on my birthday all the way until four thirty, and I was driving home, and all I was thinking in my head is, it it would be so nice to just close my eyes, and just go to sleep. I was so tired. I normally sleep nine to ten hours per night, and only getting two hours of sleep. I uh, kills you. Why are they working you so hard? I get that same amount of sleep every night Um, too. It feels good. Um, no, they're not, I mean, it's the normal stuff that they have to do, but I just started taking this magical pill that makes you not sleep that much. The Red Bull? Yeah. That's the pill? Yeah. yeah. It's a pill? Yeah. No, no, no. what's the real pill? You no. Don't <laughs> I don't want to say. You're it's taking the ADHD pill? Ridlin? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I... I'm a narcoleptic. Yeah. I fall asleep with my arms stretched out at work. I have a very bad sleeping problem. I get a lot of sleep, but sometimes I'm tired. And that pill helps, except by Friday, I crashed. Oh, my so God. So I haven't taken it since then. No, it's an amazing pill, let me tell you. I did all my work. I was so focused. I was over here speaking German. It's like, yeah. Because <laughs> it is a magical pill. Better than Red Bull. I thought you were going to say you were, like, taking speed or something like What's that, that movie with, is it Med- Limitless? Yes, that is you right now. <laughs> that is you. It's like she had a thousand cups of coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you start taking an NIU? Oh. Because I hear it's a common thing in college to take that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and I, so I did take it at NIU um, during finals. This pill is magical because you take the pill. I was getting a D in my law class. And I took the pill before the finals to study. And then I took another pill before taking the test. Now, remember, I was getting a D. All my tests were Ds. My final, I got a 99%. It was, that pill is so, wait, I should not be promoting this. But the pill is so magical. <laughs> you find stuff in your brain. It's like you're using your brain to its full capacity. You're like, oh, my gosh. I remember hearing this during one lecture. This is the answer. It's amazing. How do you get it? You just go to Walgreens and like I want some drugs. Um, no, you need a prescription. No, I'm going to get my prescription <sighs> soon. Know someone with it. <laughs> I guess this is the same as somebody who gets their medical yeah. marijuana card. Like my father. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, in Arizona, it's it's really common in Arizona. Like they have little pop up shops everywhere for um, medical marijuana. 
and you just have to go to the special doctor and like pay them 300 bucks and just say you have <gasps> chronic leg pain and they'll whatever like i could go in there and say i have severe anxiety and like get my card but i don't really think it helps me very much marijuana so, but, um yeah. Yeah. there's different strands it that will make me you feel different more things paranoid then oh i know Cookie dough, Girl Scout cookie, banana split. I've seen so many. That sweet mallow is really weed, good. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. My dad I... has, you know, a, uh, what do you call it? He's on that stuff or whatever. And I, di I didn't know really how, how much he had until we had came back from somewhere. Like, this was like a couple of months ago. We had came back from a wedding. Um, you know, and I parked my car at their house, you know, mm. so I was just going inside to use the washroom and on the way out, he's in the kitchen and he opens a drawer and he's like, here, get this to April. And I saw a bunch of weed like in the drawer, like a drawer full of weed. And I had to do a double tape. I was like, what is that green stuff? Like, what is he giving me? And he wrapped it in <laughs> aluminum foil and I was just like, holy mm -hmm. shit, you have a drawer full of weed. Yep. And you could get it in all kinds of forms. You could get it yeah. over pre-rolled joints. You can get um, cookies and suckers and gummies and drinks and drops and any freaking form. You it could just think doesn't of, you do anything for me, really. Like, like, I've smoked weed plenty of times and it's just like, eh, it's all right, you know. What do you consider plenty of times? Five times? Out of no. your whole life? No. More mm -hmm. like seven Oh, seven! <laughs> Woo! The first two times no, you probably weren't even no. doing it right. Hey, I can smoke weed, all right? Like a like a pro. Yeah, he's You've seen it, right? I mean, I've I've witnessed this, and he thinks, yeah. And I'm just like Coleman, stop! <laughs> like slow down, dude. But Coleman has a history of going overboard when it comes to the festivities. No. Yes. Just... <laughs> By drug, yeah. we just mean the recreational joint, blunt, or whatever. But um, yeah, he just he just gets a little crazy. <laughs> I won't get into it no, unless no. you want to. I mean, we want can, to. We I want honestly to. don't like since we're talking about drugs, and this is gonna sound crazy, but like I've always wanted to do like you know just the line, you know, really. Like, no, I said that else. too. <laughs> I w I want to try it, but then I'm not gonna say one of my friends' mothers does it and she pulled me into the bathroom she's like here you want to take a bump and i chickened out i don't want to do it like that i mean in theory you're like yeah you know with a hundred dollar bill off of a glass or a mirror you're like yeah that's nice but then when you're in a bathroom and it's your friend's mother you don't want to do it nope i have no interest well, you got kids at now, all so you in trying any of that shit like well, no, no, even so before I had lines. kids, you don't know how many offers I got, like, at, <laughs> right, like, oh, yeah, like, I feel like I'm the weird one because everybody does it, like, all of, like, everybody does it, no matter where you go, by the end of the night, you think you're going to a party, which is going to be fun and drinking, the next thing you know, people are drunk and they're like, everyone disappears and you're the only one in the room and you're like, oh, they're all in the bathroom doing coke again, or even out at the bar, like, I don't know if you guys pay attention, but when you start paying attention to it, like you'll mm -hmm. notice everyone's going to the bathroom and coming back out. It's like it's like that song, uh, everybody knows. All the girls standing in the line for the bathroom. Really? That's what it means? That's what they're doing. <laughs> but I have no in no, I just thought they had to You didn't know that song? Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> the bathroom like, is the spot. To <laughs> no. Do some wine. Do some wine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I'm too scared. Like, first of all, there's a history of drug addiction directly linked to me, my mother. So I, like, don't even, like, and that's how it starts, you know, with the little stuff. I don't even want to test it. And you already know from last week that I am, like, so scared of swallowing pills. I'm scared of putting anything into my body. But I've always been tempted to try ecstasy. <laughs> Just from what mm -hmm. it looks like in the movies, you know, like, and from what I hear no. about it. Have I've you never done ecstasy. Tried it? Yeah, I, I haven't done either. I've wanted to. I mean, if there's two things I wanted to do, it's that and a line of coke, you know? You want to do ecstasy? <laughs> yeah. What, is that not a guy thing to do? A guy thing? No, it's just like... You just say, so... Mm. I'm just saying, like, it you is. just... You pop them out and you start to sweat. Like, and who like, wants to sweat? <laughs> But what I what he tells me about it is it's a full body experience. So, like any little feeling that you feel is intensified. So like anyone just like touches you on your arm or like the music. That's why you always see it like in scenes where they're in the club. Like because the music just like you just feel it all through your body and like that just sounds like something I would be into. Like not paranoid, not freaking out, not like scratching well, for more. Like that too. <laughs> like, I know a couple of people who have taken acid, and they say it's just. I just like don't want to hallucinate, I like want to shrooms, hallucinate. Like, I and I hate like, that shit. Like, <laughs> no, dude, your ass would end up in the hospital. <laughs> I was with a guy one time who was hallucinating on. Uh, he like I wasn't with him when he started it, but he called me because he was hallucinating, and I came and picked him up just to make sure he got home all right, and we're sitting in the car, and he's freaking, and I'm sober, and he's just, like, freaking out, like, oh, my God, I think I need to go to the hospital, like, I think I'm dying, and what's that, what's that, and I'm like, there's nothing there, like, it, like, to see somebody like that is scary, it made, made, made um, me never want to I used to be that. the safety person, so when my friends in college would do like shrooms or acid, I would be the person to tell them this is not real. I never did it. Yeah, it did because they were surfing out like them? one friend. He was just sitting there and the next thing you know, he saw alligators coming. He was freaking out like, I'm in a swamp, I'm in a swamp. It's like, no, this is not real. It, it does work though because you, you have to tell people like, it's okay. Like, mm -hmm. You don't have to stay in this room if you don't want to stay in this room, you know? Because mm -hmm. some people are just like, tell me I don't have to stay in this room for the rest of my life. And it's like, you don't. <laughs> I don't want to stay You can leave. <laughs> I knew somebody that he, he got so high once and like we were out driving. And he was driving actually. And he was like panicking because he couldn't find his car keys. And I'm like, dude, the car keys are right here. You're driving. He was like, no. He was like, I don't know where I put them. Yeah, he was driving. <gasps> he was that driving? Was... And you were in no, the car with him and he was high. on shrooms? Oh. Regular weed. But still, oh. you didn't think that you, maybe yeah. you should oh, drive? okay. <laughs> they, they, don't, they, say don't, they say don't drink Well, if you are panicking it. about losing your keys, yet you're driving the car. Well, I was high too, so I wasn't in my right mind either. So. <laughs> I would have been like... <laughs> Understandable. So, what is the likelihood? Because obviously, I'm not trying any of those drugs ever in my life. Maybe when my kids are like 
in their 30s, I'll think about it, but I'll probably die by then if I tried a new drug. So what's the likelihood of you guys trying new um, drugs? I'm not trying anything. I won't do anything besides weed. If somebody had some cocaine mm-hmm. and it was like somebody I trusted and they were just like, no, this is okay. It's just like regular, you know, baking soda and whatever else it's made out of. You don't want it mixed with baking soda? Oh, that oh, is not don't? what it's no. made of. No, oh, oh my God. Well, I, I don't know about Coke. Oh, my God. Cut it. I don't know about Coke. Yeah, well, let me tell you. You want it in its purest form. Well, you, you use don't. You want it to try pure. To stretch it. From the plant. Yeah, or, or like they put that like laxative in laxative. it to try to, you know, make more money. That's, that's why you want someone who has Baby a laxative. lot of money. And you want them to give you either a hundred dollar or a thousand dollar bill and a mirror so you can and then maybe a glass of champagne so they can know they're legit and then you smoke it. Mm-hmm. And you wanna be in a fancy place when you try mm-hmm. it. Like you wanna All be right, wearing so like if a I was suit. ever in that exact situation, <laughs> then I would definitely do it and I would not care. Oh, you would have to. And then you would be like so gone because it would be in its purest form and it would be your first time. And you would be like, oh my god. Like you would come up from the, from the oh. place. <laughs> oh, well, that was interesting. That was an interesting discussion. Really, we are good people who don't condone doing don't drugs, do drugs, but if you're going to do, do really cocaine. Stuff, like heroin or, something, or crack. Or crystal meth. Yeah. But that is where mm-hmm. it should start. Don't do the stuff that like have you like yeah. fucked up this and your life the... ruined. You know. Mm-hmm. If you have, but if you have like a history of of depression or drug addiction, like just don't even start with the small stuff. But I, I guess if you have a drug problem, it doesn't matter what yes, you are. You're gonna do the drugs anyway. Have you ever heard of that? Uh... Saying like you know everybody has to have a vice or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, do you agree true. with that? Yeah. yeah, like everybody has to mm-hmm. have something that you just that's like it's not good for you. But you well, mine is good for me. What, do, you do it anyway? No, painting my nails. It sounds so basic. That's not a vice. Yes, it is because if I'm stressed, yeah. You paint. I'm painting my nails. <laughs> I don't care if I will be late for work. I don't care if I have to go somewhere. That's my go-to, and I wanted to this morning, and that's why I'm picking up my nails now. It's my vice. It's not harmful unless you inhale the fingernail polish remover. Well, how often I do my nails? I probably do inhale a lot, and that's what makes me calm. So, that's (laughs) your vice. Yeah, I would give up drinking before I give up painting my nails, and that's the truth. I don't think I would give up drinking for anything. I would. Drinking? Oh, That's absolutely. your vice. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine would be spending money, I guess. Like, I know that I should save it, and I just can't. <laughs> because I'm like, man, I work too hard, and for me to just sit in the house for like seven mm-hmm. days and not go out and do something... Or not go mm-hmm. out and have like eat a good meal or like take my kids somewhere or just go to Target and spend two hundred dollars. And usually, what I'm spending money mm-hmm. on is stuff that we need, but we don't need it at that mm-hmm. moment. <laughs> so 
that's one of my vices, but if it had to be like an actual thing, um, I don't know. Coleman, what do you think my vice is? No, your like vice Starbucks? is probably spending money. <laughs> that I, I don't know if that's like okay. the, the worst well, vice right. to have because, I mean, everybody does it. But... No, not No, people have like addic- shopping addictions. addictions. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like people are addicted to like eBay or like the coupon clippers because those people are sick. They are. They are. Hey, hey, don't go there. I work. I'm uh, looking at you. I work I'm at CBS. At <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a coupon clipper after Mackenzie, and it is, if you know how to do it the right way, and you respect the people who work at the store, mm-hmm. it is a good thing. <laughs> but, yeah, if you don't know how to do it right, and you're going there telling the people who work at the store how to do it, they know. I mean, you knew, you guys were trained, right? I mean, you knew what the rules were about using coupons, doubling up, and Girl, stuff like that, right? CBS, people oh. would, like go from CBS to CBS, like using coupons over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and they get to that's their friends. That's insane. Like, no, it isn't. My friend's mother is an extreme couponer. Her basement is a shopping is a is a is a store, and she went to CBS. Because they were giving away, well, they weren't giving it away, but they had these great coupons where you can basically buy um, Don dish soap, and then they were giving you money back. So she picked up 20 bottles. She explained to me how it works, and it was no one argued at CBS. I picked up 20 bottles. It's just like it was amazing. And her, her basement, she has all the name brand stuff. And she's just like, oh, yeah, you come in here, everything's a dollar. She sells it to people for a dollar. I think it's amazing. She I has am. yet to buy laundry detergent. I just, I just never been a big like. Oh, you save ten percent. Like, what the hell is ten percent? Oh no, not ten percent. You have to, you have to um, know how to mission match the coupons. I keep going in and out. See, I only use it for like baby stuff, um, mostly, or um, like. You know, like you see on the show, toilet paper, paper towels, toothpaste, laundry detergent, like you're, it, it's like, Coleman, when you have kids and April becomes an extreme couponer, because it will happen after you have kids. Like, look, I know you guys can't see who are listening, but look at this. I got this shit in front of me right now. Like, I'm about to go through all that. You hear the coupons. It. Oh, do you use the coupon apps? Um, Like that one app where you could take a picture of your receipt and it I... give you coupons or money back gift cards? Yeah. Yep, yep, I use them all. Um, but but ever since having Connor, I just don't like have the energy. So I'll wait until I need something, and then I'll start looking for the coupons and start looking through the sales papers to see who's having deals. Because you can always get a deal week to week. People are always going to be running a sale on toilet paper, paper towels. It's just going to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that shit is overpriced anyway. It is. But, I'm, but they're, I'm exactly. here flipping you, no matter what. It's just like, you think you're getting a good deal for this, like, how much did it cost them to make that toilet paper? Right? Man, probably Right, like and they're charging minutes. people, like, $16 <laughs> for, like, 12 rolls of toilet paper. Seven yeah. ply. That mm-hmm. thing. Is seven ply a thing? What? Two ply, yeah. You said seven ply? Two ply. ply. It could be. Really soft tissue. I think your whatever drain or sewage is going to be back up with seven ply. That's a lot of tissue. (laughs) (laughs) 
I wanted to talk about something that's not mm-hmm. like a major topic, but I just want to know how you guys feel about karma. Like, do you think it's a real thing or do you think it's just something that people say? I'll go first because I know Coleman has a long answer. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you do. You're always ahead, about the right, karma thing. Um, so I believe in the law of the universe. So I believe everything you put into the universe, the universe will pay back out. So I do believe in karma, but I do not believe that the person should say, you know what, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be bothered with this because I know karma is gonna get you. No. Don't even focus on the karma that the person who has wronged you because you're putting negative energy out there anyways. But I do believe what you put into the universe, you will get back. So if you did something and you thought that you were doing it for with good intentions, but you knew then your heart that you were doing it like as a form of manipulation, you're still gonna get karma back to you. But we should never want karma to get a person, if that makes sense. It does. I think you can just say it out loud. Like, you know what? That person did me wrong, so <laughs> one day something's gonna happen to them and it's not gonna be very nice. Do you read the Yes, secret? I have it Did right there. The I secret? have all these books because I truly believe in the law of the universe. Off topic, but still on topic. On Friday when we were drinking everything, I had a Jehovah Witness and a just a Christian, and we all had an argument. I was arguing with a Jehovah and a Christian. And I'm Christian too, by the way, but I was telling about the law. So the this book is called Working with the Law, The 11 Truth Principles for Successful Living. And it just explains the Bible. Because I think people misinterpreted the Bible. And this book explains the Bible and what we were supposed, the way we were supposed to interpret it. So, yeah. It relates to the secret, too. April has wanted me to read the secret for the longest. But, I mean, and I'll read it. Like, if, if somebody got me the book, I would read it. So, I mean, I know she's probably going to get it. Oh, I have it. I can give but... it to you. You can borrow it. But there's also, they have the movie version on yeah, on Netflix. There's a movie, yeah. But it's I, all a I bunch of hogwash. Like, and they no have an app. <laughs> Look, I'm about this. Yeah, Look, right. you can get the, you see, <laughs> the secret app right there. You see? Yeah, there's Look, an app too. The, the, mm-hmm. the thing about life is bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to bad people. So you think, think we it... are a product of circumstances and we do not have power to control our lives. That does not go with the law of the universe. I don't know. That's not what I think. I just feel like you get up and you eat. It's just like the, the odds of you being born, like you as a person, are like this small. So like the fact that you even exist is a miracle, right? And if you are like given this lot to be Jessica or Stephanie or Coleman, like that's it. Like that's the one life that you get and you just have to play it out. Like you got life dealt you a hand and you just playing the hand. So if you got a bad hand, you just got a bad hand. It doesn't have anything to do with karma. You just live. You don't have bad hands. It's because you think that you have these bad hands. Everyone is born with a clean slate. We may have different circumstances. Like some people may be are born in a mansion some people are born homeless or in prison that doesn't matter because we all have the same power to create the life because the universe aka god wants us all to be happy so a kid starving in africa you just got to tell him you just got to be positive man believe in the power no it's not no no believing is the first step action is the next step that's why it's called 
ask, believe, receive. But how does that help somebody dying of a disease in Africa? There are, there are literally kids that are born, they starve, they get a disease, and they die. Like, that's their whole life. Because that's the hand they were dealt. No universe, no karma is helping them out at all. They didn't do anything. I believe you can think away a lot of illnesses just from the power of your mind. So <laughs> would you go over there and look one of those kids in the face and be like, just think it away. I know you're dying from AIDS. But no, you have to first don't think have it. that. No, you have to first dismiss it. <laughs> and then you have to act accordingly. Like, I think marijuana helps with cancer. Like, first you have to think it. And then you smoke some Mary Jane. And then you're really thinking it like, man, I'm going to be okay. And the next thing you know. So what happens when you think something and you want it really bad and it doesn't happen? You just didn't think hard enough? No, you have to also action. You have to act on it. I don't necessarily believe in that. But I, so here's my take on karma. I feel like I'm all about like paying it forward um, and not looking for anything in return. And I like, so... I feel like in my life personally, I go through these cycles where I'm just like down, 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 and then boom, suddenly like all this good shit will start happening. And it, and I don't necessarily, I'm not a religious person. I don't like believe in a God that makes things happen or, um, but I do think that in life there's just always balance where you have to go through bad days and then you have some good days and it's always going to be like that for the rest of your life. Every day is not just going to be bad or every day is not going to be good. I mean, I guess if we're going to the kid in Africa who has AIDS, his life is pretty fucking bad. It doesn't have to be. But, you know, if if the kid who has AIDS comes across an American who wants to adopt them and take them back, then they mm-hmm. get some treatment. Yes. But you have to think positive. You can't stay in the negative zone because then nothing positive will happen. And I think that's karma in itself. And then I don't necessarily think... I'm a realist. Like, I like to look at things the most realistic way and not try to, like... This is something that I always get into arguments about, but it's just like... Oh, you gotta think positively. Don't don't say that negative stuff. But like realistically, <laughs> what are the odds that the most positive situation, you know, like like for example, I was interviewing for a position in San Jose that was six figures. Now I don't have my degree, and I probably wasn't even that qualified for the job. But I went on three interviews for it, and everyone's like, "Oh, just you know, think positive." And then, like when I didn't get it, when I got offered to someone else, it was like, "Oh, well, that's the way it was supposed to happen." Like, no, it didn't happen realistically because I didn't yeah. have my degree. So it like, didn't happen that's my realistically thing. because when you sent in your application, you were already thinking, "I don't have my degree." They're probably gonna hire someone else. But it was it in your company. Ma- it doesn't matter. You already had the negative like, thoughts in your head. But wait, I want to tell you the I want to mm-hmm. tell you the outcome of this. The mm-hmm. girl who got the job, they laid her Aww. off two months later. Now, now, imagine that was me. Realistically, I would have moved mm-hmm. my whole family to San Jose, where you have to make at least a million dollars to afford living there. Like the whole house needs to make at least a million dollars. And um, yeah, I would have moved my kids there. And then two months later, they would have laid me off. Yeah, well, maybe they know. wouldn't lay me off. It would have been me because they probably yeah. would have liked me. <laughs> but the the client basically was downsizing because they were spending too much money. So that that was a major possibility. Now, 
when I look back on that, I am just so thankful that it wasn't me who got it. And I was mad when it wasn't me and when they made me do three interviews. And it was just like, okay, this is like, realistically, this is the way that it was supposed to be. So, and the reason I want to talk about this topic is because I got a semi, like, you know, I've been applying within my company for a while now because I feel like I've just been sitting still doing the same thing and and not getting any higher. So I've been applying and I keep getting shut down because I don't have my degree. Like literally that's what they're saying. So last week I go to uh, an orientation at the community college by my house and I'm getting ready to sign up and everything. Yet on Friday I get an email from the vice president of my office with a job opportunity. They want to offer me a position. Somebody turned in their resignation and, uh, and and like so it's so it's just weird how how that stuff happens like literally i get this close to like signing up for school and finally getting the stupid degree that i said on the record that i wasn't going to get and i'm not even sure if i'm going to get the degree or not still but i think I think it's weird how you know, like, how did that happen? How did that opportunity just come and knock on my door? Like, and I honestly think it's because I found a credit card at the doctor's office and I gave it back to the receptionist. <laughs> that was my paying it forward and that was my good karma. I just so, don't it. I just feel like you would have gotten this offer no matter what you did. You could be a terrible fucking person and good things still happen to you, you know? Cause whenever something bad happens to you, like, you, cause, cause it's been times where like, for like a long time, it's like, I haven't done anything bad, but then I get some bad shit and people are, and I'm just like, is that bad karma? But what did I do? Sometimes you're sitting there trying to figure out like, what the, f- but how do you know I'm that you didn't do sure anything I didn't, bad? I don't even go out Maybe. enough to do bad stuff. But your words might've done something bad. Thoughts become things. <laughs> Thoughts become things. We like 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 my uh, Twitter uh, description says like you know we are what time and circumstance have made us like it, it, we're out here everything is happening randomly and you're either at the right place at the right time or you're at the wrong place at the worst time and that's that I just don't think that just because you do good things like yeah it'll work out it'll pay off eventually like you'll get some good comment back I don't I don't believe in it. It's not about just doing good things. It's about so like, your thoughts. In actions, you can, you can do good things, but if your heart is in it as a form of manipulation, like, oh, if I do this and, and if I do that, then I'll have good stuff happen to me. That's not why you should do good things. No, of course not. You can't lie to the universe. You can lie to yourself, but you can't lie to the universe. So what happens if you do something, like if I'm like, I'm just, say I'm just not calling, I'm just somebody else, but I'm yeah. with somebody you know, and we're in a relationship and I cheat on that person, you know, but couldn't you say that I was that person's bad karma for something else? Like, no, no, I'm saying, look, look, karma put me in that person's life to do something bad to them. So I'm delivering the bad karma to somebody else. No. Right. You don't, Uh, don't don't, so, when somebody does something bad to you, it's because you deserve it, right? Because of bad karma. No, I don't think it's because I deserve it. So then what is karma then? 
What is karma? What is it? What is, is it, it? Is it like what you <laughs> put guess... out, you get back? If I put out bad things, I guess uh, everybody has their own definition of what it what it really is. So, you know, while we duke it out, let's look it up. Exactly. <laughs> the definition of karma is destiny or fate following as effect from cause. In Hinduism and Buddhism, the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence, viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. So, your past and your present define your future, is what I took from that. I believe that. You know, the, the, the best karma is just don't be a dick to other people and try to be happy like if, and if, don't be a dick not because you don't want bad karma but because in your heart you just are not a dick that's how I think so Coleman you you always say that I have real luck and and I started believing that shit a, a while ago actually so what like what do you chalk that just up luck. to it just happens just have oh so luck is a real thing but karma isn't yeah <laughs> i mean i, I don't know I, I i feel like luck is more plausible than just saying like hey you, you you know you're this kind of person you put this energy out there so it'll come back to you you know whether it's positive or negative i just feel like you know some people just have bad luck and some people just have good luck the definition of luck is success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own yeah, it's actions. Chance, you know, and, I, and, I, and it's like you know that percentage, like you know, you got a two percent chance of this happening. So it has nothing to do with me being a good worker, me being a good person, me being. It has nothing to do with me. It's just you know what? Fuck it. The universe is rolling the dice. Let's give her a promotion. Yeah. I, I don't agree oh, with that at all. On. So if I'm... if you Okay. Let, no, 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 wait. Let's go back to what just recently happened to you. You were at your company for five years and they yeah. laid you off. You think Cushman and Wakefield just came knocking on your door because of luck? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That... It had nothing to do with knowing me. It had nothing to do with knowing uh, the... having connections. Well, I mean, okay, you can chalk it up to that, but I mean, I mean you can say I'm, I'm lucky to know you, right? No. <sighs> That's not how it works, Coleman. Well, if but... it was all supposed to be something good, why didn't I just get the job before I got fired then? If it was because be that's like, not how the universe works. Because you weren't I looking, was looking for, it. for it. No, you I were not. You were, you of... were comfortable. You were like, oh, yeah, I'll look yeah. for a job, you know, but I already have a job. So there is no need, no true need. That's no how the universe works. Yeah. And that's why the universe had you laid off because that put that fire in you. Because you've always talked about how you wanted to have a new job, but you were very passive about it. But the moment that you were laid off, you said, you know what? No, you actually became aggressive with it. That's not how it happened, though. And everybody, but and everybody became aggressive for you. Like, you know, you had April looking for you. I don't know who else, like your parents, like everybody was just like 
putting in a good word. I mean, I've always tried to find something for you, but you know, I'm, a, I'm one person. I can only do so much, but when it comes time, when you have no choice, when you literally can't pay your bills because you have to find a job, you're going to find mm -hmm. a job. Whereas me, I'm, I'm not really looking as hard because I have a job and I'm yeah, secure. But, but we were trying to get me into Cushman and Wakefield like at least a month or two before I actually got canned, right? But he said like, oh, you know, we're going to go with somebody else. But that fell through, you know, and then that's when I got my opportunity again. But my thing is, if you say it's like the universe or it's God, and it's just like if somebody is looking out for me, it's just like. They're not looking what? out for you. They want. Well, they no, God. Just listening. God. No, I don't God. think they're looking out for you. I think they're so here God saying. Look out for us? Personally, I think. Probably not, right? He, it's what you put into it. So what you put into it, I don't think there's just some magical person who's like, oh, so there's a puddle the right there, so I'm going to make sure you don't walk into the puddle. Die. Huh? So Did what you... do the starving a Africans have to put into life to not get to get a better shot? We, we are not all born with a silver spoon in our mouth, and we cannot say that one person's problems is greater or lesser than another person's problems because our problems are what we have experienced. I don't know. I don't think so. Because what? no, you can't. No, I don't think you can because you don't I'm know what the other sure person's going through. Everything with AIDS has worse problems than me by a long shot. Well, right? you can think you can think that, but you don't know. But they don't even know. Like they don't even know like what's better out there in the world. If you're born into that, you don't know. Like they don't even have good education over there. Well, they know serious? it exists. Why do you think they come over here? Because they heard about it. Like they have education in America and healthcare. So let's go to America. That's why they take the shit so seriously because they came from nothing. They are they came from being on the verge of death all the time. They come over here. That's why I'm talking about kids. Don't though. say that Africans kids that are, are on born the verge of death into that. Because that's like, kind of don't generalize. Don't make a generalization about an entire continent. That's kind of bad. Okay, most of them. I mean, look at Syria right now. Them too. Like, look at Iraq. Look at like, it's like. They, it's all where they're, where where what you're born into and where you're raised. Like their their thinking is not even the same as ours. We can't even compare other countries to us right now. You can't compare it because what I'm saying is they have it worse than us. There are homeless people here. They probably have it bad. Well, they do have it bad, but you cannot diminish someone else's problems. Like I can never say your problems are not as bad as my problems. Because we don't know what it's like to be in each other's shoes. But I can imagine what it's like to be hungry and dying of a disease. And drinking dirty water out of the ground and stuff. Like, they're over there suffering. There are yeah, Syria, no one's saying it's not bad, but don't say all of them are suffering. Don't make a generalization and try to bring down Africa to say they're all just, you know, what you see on TV. The little swollen belly little kids. Don't do that because that's not how it is. I just don't get why they, why they keep reproducing. Like, if you know that it's bad <laughs> over there, <laughs> what? I mean, if you know you don't have shit and you don't have, like, and you have no means of getting shit, like, why would you continue? Like, you can't get birth control in those countries because you don't have, like, come on. <laughs> why are you guys making those faces? Seriously. I don't think people in America should be reproducing, let alone other countries. Man. Well... I'm not talking about fucking Africans, Jessica. You, said, you, you just said I don't understand why they keep reproducing. Just 
Yes, they. Who, okay. They in Syria, they in Iraq, they, they have in the Africa, right to reproduce as long as it's not affecting anyone if else. If they don't have the means. If it's not affecting anyone else, it's okay. Have, it's affecting their kids. No. Yeah, I wouldn't. You, you wouldn't want to bring somebody into the world if you are don't have the means to like provide. No, to... no, you don't know what it, it takes it, to make a person happy just because then I bet you there are people who are millionaires who are probably like for us in our situation, we probably should not reproduce because we don't technically have the means to give our kids the private jets or to send them to, you know, the school where it costs $200,000 a year. No, it's not uh, about money. It's about the love and a family. And as long as it's not affecting someone else, I think you can reproduce all you want to. It's your life, freedom of choice, freedom of will. Not in China. I yeah. know. Oh, I, I know. But that's, yeah. you know, aren't they like communists? Yeah. 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 And what is it, like a two-kid Yeah. Mom? And if you have a girl, like you have to have a boy, and they like kill your girl. But that's okay, right? <laughs> I read, a, I read a story where like somebody <laughs> had like, I think it's a one kid uh, maximum. I think you can't even have two kids over there. No, it's two kids. It is it, um, two? Yeah. It's saw a documentary on Netflix about it. Well, somebody had a third kid and like they had to like drag that woman out of her house like the government did. And they forced her to have like an abortion because they're just like, you can't oh. do it. Or, or or you pay like $12,000. Like, you have to pay like an absurd amount of money to have more than two kids. Yeah. Their situation is a little crazy, but... My thing is, like, imagine if we lived in a country that was at war right now, and they're just like, your husband is just like, I think we should have a baby. I don't even think the conversation happens like that. Honestly, I think it happens by accident. Like, if if I was over there right now, and they're like, you know, let's make our family complete. Like, I am not bringing my baby into this war where a bomb could get thrown into our house right now. Like, I'm not going to do it. Or, like, if we're in, in a place that doesn't have clean water, that doesn't have good hospitals or insurance, or, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I can barely take care of myself, and love isn't going to take care of my kid when they're drinking the dirty-ass water. Love is enough. All you need is love. So that, that's what you mean when you say, like, I don't understand why they reproduce. Keep, yeah, they, that's they, what I mean. I mean, but, and then Jessica's half of it is just like, you know, they have the choice. To, but sometimes it's not by choice. Like, the sometimes they want to roll the dice, right? <laughs> they just want to roll the dice and hope that it all works if out. If you believe it will, then it will. I feel like. So if you believe that they're going to clean the water, I believe that you find clean techniques in. on cleaning your water, or you have you may have someone from a different country sponsor and do it. The thing is, you cannot half believe and expect to receive greatness. You have to be full in and say, "I don't know how Ooh, it's going to happen. Right. I don't know how, where it's going to come from, but I know, and I trust in the universe, and it will happen." Let's talk about our own country right mm-hmm. now. Look at what's going on in Louisiana. Okay, what do you chalk that up the floods? to? That's that... nature. Yeah. It's like the fires in California. But the secret doesn't help but... people when their house gets washed away and they're broke. And well, pains. technically, you are in a flood zone. Your house should be built on stilts. So it's their fault? It's the person who built it fault because they did not take that into consideration. When you are building something, that's just like, okay, 
you have to take all factors. If you know that you are below sea level, you know it, it, there's a possibility that it can flood because Mother Nature is Mother Nature. It's like saying, oh, it's their fault because a tornado came in and swept them away. No, it's Mother Nature. So that's why they have the little basements to go into. This, you know. It's I'm not, We're not saying it's their fault. We're just saying like it was their choice to live there and they know that was a possibility. Yeah. So now that it's happened, the rest of the world has to come in and help. Well, we should help people. It's we just, shouldn't be doing it for the recognition. You should just want to help people. You should, but you also shouldn't, like, if you know that you don't want your house to be destroyed, like, well, I mean, why would you live well, there? Well, what if you didn't have any other choice, you know? Like, some people, like, you don't, right. like, nobody other side wants to it. live in a bad neighborhood, but if that's all you can afford, you gotta live in a bad neighborhood. So then, if I live in a bad neighborhood, and somebody breaks into my house and stabs me, you know, is it my fault because I chose no, to live in this I area, or I didn't, I didn't have any other choice? But you could get stabbed in a good neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's your fault if you saw it coming and you did not try to defend yourself. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> like, you better have a knife underneath your mattress just in case. Yeah, the right to protect yourself. And just, uh... <laughs> I guess, I guess it's... loosely tying into that is that... uh somewhere out here where I'm living now, like somebody broke into this apartment complex, went all the way to the sixth floor and broke into that person's apartment at five o'clock in the morning. And the person claims they were trying to rob him, but that person and the, the person that owns the apartment got stabbed, you know, and they're like in the hospital or whatever. So it's not super close to us, but it's close enough to where I'm starting to think like, maybe we should get a gun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot you said yeah. that. I don't think... Guns are uh, legal here in Arizona. Everyone has them pretty much all the time. Everywhere. It was kind of weird to see at first. But um, I'm kind of used to it now. And then there's just signs on areas where you can't bring your guns in. Um, so, I don't know. Most of the crimes out here are not of people shooting each other. It's it's mostly like burglaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't... I don't want a gun. I've just seen too many, like, scary things about kids finding your guns. And yes, I agree that the parents are responsible for that, like, 100%. But, like, I, I just see too many of those stories, like, oh, I had the child lock on. I had yeah. it. Like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want it. And I don't even have don't. kids, but I worry about that because I'm like, what if I'm just picking it up or, like, April is just picking it up and, like, she's, you know, you actually get, you know, get shot or something like that. And it's just That's like, why you're supposed to take the classes. Don't just go out and buy a gun. And Even if you do. Even no, if when you, you take do, the though. classes, you learn how to properly handle a gun. And you'll know. So accidents don't happen even after you take classes? I wonder what the statistics are for that one. I think they're pretty low because you know that to not have the bullets in. So... A lot of, well, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but I know many people who separate the bullets and the gun. So they'll have it in the case where the bullets are in one and the gun is another, where you can easily, if you know how to work your gun, you can pop it in right away if someone's coming. So you, I mean, there's different techniques that you can learn. And the safety. Yeah. You don't want to accidentally undo the safety. They choose the thing. Even if you have a gun, though, like, I just wonder, like, all right, if somebody burst into my place at like 3 o'clock in the morning when I just have like the sense about me to be like I gotta get the gun but if you're trying to put the gun up and keep it away 
that mm-hmm. person's already in there. I mean, it's not like I'm in a big house with like three, four rooms. Yeah. I'm in a condo. So it's like once he's in, like he's like 10 feet away from me. Do you guys have a lock on your bedroom door? Yeah. Okay. So that gives you time. He's not yeah. going to get inside with you. So then. So every night you have to remember to lock your door when he goes. Oh, it's but a habit. It's like we don't stay in like a bad neighborhood, you know? No, so it's just I, it, like. It doesn't matter which neighborhood you stay in. It can be someone on drugs, and they're like, oh. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the upper middle yeah. class areas, you know, they're on, they had that really bad, it's like heroin problem now. Yeah. So, I mean, they can. Don't you, don't, going back to that news story, don't you think it's weird that somebody, because I don't think it's an ordinary break-in. If you break into an apartment building, go to the sixth floor. Oh, yeah, I don't think that. And I think break they in there. Yeah, they knew that. Yeah. They knew that. Like, it was personal, right? Yeah, it was you know, personal. Yeah. And then April was like, you know, he stabbed him. Like, you don't just stab somebody. Like, that's personal. Like, most times you just shoot somebody. But if you stab somebody, it's like, I want you to feel this mm-hmm. coming from my hand. I want you to suffer. <laughs> Basically. Stab sucks. Well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know but... either. I've never been stabbed. <laughs> never find out. Yeah, I don't want to know what it's like to get shot. Like, that scares me so bad. That hot <laughs> like, I don't ever... I don't ever want to know what it feels like. I don't even want, like, a flesh wound. <laughs> Hopefully that never happened. It's like... I'm like, you know, this is funny, like, that you bring that up. Like, last night, I'm giving the kids a bath, and, I, like, I have, like, extreme worrying problems now that I have kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving the kids a bath, and I'm I'm thinking, like... What would I do right now if somebody just busted in and tried to, like, rob my house? Or somebody just broke in and tried to, I don't know, just crazy person just tried to, like, kill kill us. I'm like, what would I do to defend myself and defend my kids? I'm in the bathroom. I don't have any knives or, like, a baseball bat. Like, I don't have any weapons. I would, like, and I'm, like, literally playing this out in my head. I'm like, okay, I would lock the door. <laughs> And then they would kick the door down. But then what would I do? We would be goners. Yeah. That's Shampoo water into their eyes. And even having a gun at that point wouldn't help me. Because I wouldn't have time to go get it. No. Yeah. So that's why I don't want a gun. <laughs> but it's just like, what do you do? Like, eh, I feel like we should all be trained on like self-defense methods. Like in the movie Enough. How she goes through those classes. Like, I feel like as women, maybe even men too, we should just go through that shit so we could defend ourselves with our own hands. Like, this is the world we live in. I told April, like, if something happens, like, I'll do what I can for as long as I can, but you need to get to your phone and call 911. Like, I mean, like, that's the first thing you can do is call 911, tell them we're all being raped over here. Like, horribly. Raped? No. No, because they'll come faster if they feel like everybody's getting raped. Like... I don't know about that. I think they'll come faster if somebody has a gun and they're trying to kill you. I just think. No, if you, I feel like. Oh, you know what? Say it's domestic violence. They always come back to that. (laughs) Or tell them there's a terrorist in my house and he's trying to blow up the block. Um, That that might get somebody's attention, but I think if you go with rape, I'm telling like if. if Oh no! Tell them you have like pounds of cocaine in your house or something like they'll come yeah so i'm black i have pounds of cocaine and i'm black and i'm a male so come kill me (laughs) (laughs) no 
Well, all now that all that's been said, I think it's time for us to uh, jump into our weekly segments. The uh, conspiracy zone is what we have on the menu this week, so let's uh, get that started. Right, so for those of you that know that don't know, the Conspiracy Zone is a segment where I tell you guys, Jessica, Stephanie, and the listeners, about a conspiracy theory that I have, and they have to determine if it's real or whack. So, you guys ready? Yes. Yes. So, my conspiracy theory for this week is that Osama bin Laden and Al Qaeda. All that, you know, terrorist stuff really was never real. What? I feel like Al-Qaeda and Osama (laughs) Bin Laden was just something that the government made up to get Americans, like, angry and, like, supportive of the war. And I think that is probably how it was because, you know, they showed us the videos. Like, you remember the stuff of Osama Bin Laden talking to Google, Google, you know, that other stuff he was Mm -hmm. saying. And they just had the subtitles, but it's just like, how do we know what he was saying? You know, I don't speak what he speaks. Arabic. Right, Arabic. Um, and even if they had somebody voice him over in Arabic, you know, just in case somebody that could speak it would pick up on it, they probably just like dubbed it over, you know? But how do we know that he was a real person? I mean, he was obviously a real person, but how do we know that that was his name, that he was a terrorist, that he was part of Al-Qaeda? How do we know that Al-Qaeda was even a thing? So... Is it real or whack? I think, I think it's real. I think it's whack. <laughs> Why do you think it's whack? Um, I have my own theory on who was behind the whole 9-11 and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it on here because I know I will offend people. No, but you might as well say it. No, I will. It's one say of those things. It's like kitchen table talk. Black people were responsible for 9-11? No, no. <laughs> No, there's a different group. white people. No, Asian Islam. No, I'm not gonna say. I'll tell you guys once we get offline. Aliens. But no, but I All no. Right. I took a class and I like did this research and everything, and it makes perfect sense. It's a group of people. But no listeners are are gonna be are gonna curious be like, now. No, they I rather them. I rather they are curious than to offend some group because it's just my theory because. Come on, I just I just offended a whole continent of Africans. I know, I don't want to, I can't do it. I can't because it's going to be really bad. But yeah. So I think it's whack. I don't think it was the Americans who created them. I think it was a different group and they did it out of form of manipulation. And even to this day, there's still proof that this group is in control because they are behind a lot of um they're like lobbyists and everything and they control politicians because Donald Trump just said a few weeks ago that he's going to give his full support to them if he is president and that's how I know they were the ones because history from like beginning of time it goes back to like Christianity and like the Bible and all of this it, oh I can't even say anymore but yeah what's that, what's that group that the uh, oh god why can't I think of the name right now where they uh, the musicians you know they sell their souls to get into it what is it called oh, Illuminati Illuminati, yeah. Is it the Illuminati? No. Oh, no. The Illuminati is some made-up BS. The Freemasons are real. Look that up. Also, uh, 
next week, Stephanie's going to be coming back with the uh, Stephanie Explains blank in so many words. Can't wait to hear my topic and uh, teach you all a lesson in myself. As for this conspiracy theory, we have one whack. One person says real. You let us know what you think. Maybe maybe that can be the uh, poll for this week. Yeah. Let's run with it. Oh, did I even say what the poll was? Really quick. The poll that we ran last week was... Um, do we attract the same type of people after a breakup? And the votes are in, and 78% of people said yes, we do, and 22% said no. So sorry, Coleman. Yeah, it's yeah. been confirmed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Twitter world has spoken. Well, stay tuned to Twitter to see what the next poll is going to be for this week. Either way, that's our show for this week. I'd like to thank everybody for listening, everybody for showing up. Jessica, yes. how can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and the Instagram at Sweet Maui, S-W-E-E-T-M-A-U-I, and then Snapchat, just J-E-S-S-5061. And Stephanie, how can people get in touch with you if they want to follow your, your pictures? I am on Twitter at Stephanie Rose, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-R-O-S-A-Y. And our podcast page is at ISMW underscore the podcast. Right. Please follow us. Please check us out. Please follow me because I'm struggling with 17 followers. Still? Still. No love from last week's shout out. Uh, it kind of went up by a little bit. Oh, like two? <laughs> but until next time for me for Jessica and for Stephanie we will catch you next week Stephanie you gotta get one of these pop screens for your uh, microphone they're like $8 on Amazon oh you got yours yeah. How does it, I think I still haven't bought mine. How would it hook up to mine? The same way. Oh, look at that. Yeah, well, maybe next week after payday. <laughs> All right. We good? Yeah. All right. Um, right, I'm just going to jump right into it then.